Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. another episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where each episode we explore the many avenues of this great and giant and wonderful Disney universe. I'm going to throw more adjectives in there. I'm tired of saying the same old thing, but I can't think of anything else clever, so we're just going to doctor it up every time. (laughs) Um, All right, so this time around, we hope everybody had a great Halloween. We hope you enjoyed that scrambled up episode that I tried to piece together and make manageable um apologize for that again for those of you that listened to it and got through it and understood it all we appreciate it <laughs> it was a tough one to uh listen back to and try to piece together um so as great as technology is when it doesn't work right it's uh infuriating so anyway uh so this time around we're we've got everybody but melanie um she's out there whooping it up and partying and um she left specific instructions to make sure that uh, I don't say anything mean about her while she's not here. So I will respect her wishes, so, so I don't get in, you know, smacked over the internet. Because <laughs> I have no doubt she will do that. Um, <laughs> so um, this week we've kind of got an interesting topic. I uh, hope I can explain it so it makes sense, as I just tried to do to the, uh, everybody else before we started recording. Uh, so with, you know, there's been a lot of changes over the past five, let's use five years as the timeline, uh, in and out the parks as far as major attractions closing and more IPs being introduced as full-on attractions and shows and areas um, and all I believe have been, you know, with uh, have been welcomed and and with great reviews. I can't think of anything that's been a bust so far. And you know, and I'm thinking along the lines of Frozen replacing Maelstrom, and uh, obviously the the addition of Pandora, the closing of the whole entire back half of the studios for the Toy Story and Star Wars expansions. Um, you know, we've all heard the the goods and bads and, and everything with that, so that's kind of not what this is not really about that. Uh, kind of thinking of, so for people like myself, and uh, I know Melanie's not here, but she's the other one along with me that we always go on and on about 
the original Epcot stuff and how it was 25 years ago and how wonderful everything was in the glory days and there's plenty of people on Twitter that do feel the same and then there's probably more people that are out there that are are not of that sentiment and that's that's fine everybody's entitled to their own deal um so i was thinking so using about that 25 year timeline uh if we fast forward 25 years what are uh and what do we think in general either that or us as individuals think is going to be that for each other so like so i'll use jessica as the first example because she's the youngest member she's in her late 20s um she's on the west coast so disneyland is kind of her wheelhouse you know what what's in 25 years what's going to be the tipping point for her see so now like over here the first major one was mr toad and for winnie the pooh um and it was because nobody knew who mr toad was that was their excuse and winnie the pooh was very popular at the time and that was the reasoning for that um so, like, for Disneyland, like, what's it going to be? Which, which is it going to be one of those dark rides that has been there since day, literally day one, since being at the first park? Is it going to take one of those to leave for it to be, like, a giant uproar that's not just specific groups of people, but, like, the entire masses? Um, Adrian, I know, has been going since she was young with, with her family, so, you know, I know... You know, as people have gotten older, all of us, I think, is when the the, the geekdom and the all-in on everything has kind of come in with social media and blogs. Uh, you know, Milford, I know, um, you know, for him, it's it's been since the late 90s was his first trip down there. So he kind of saw the end of the Epcot original era. But then he had Studios that was only 10 years old, the beginning of Animal Kingdom. So it's just, there's, among the four of, out of five of us that was here, there's a great dynamic, I think, and that'll... I'm hoping bring a variable of different answers, and you know this can go in any any direction for how you know um, you know I'd mentioned before when we were you know with Milford since he's a he's a big into the cruises now like how does that play into his into his thing like 25 years from now where where could the cruise ships be going like how many islands are they going to own is it going to be ridiculous is, you know so um, that's kind of like the the point of this little exercise if you would uh, <laughs> you know. Kind of a little break from just normal uh, park stuff and holidays and things of that nature. We'll get to our, you know, we've got a little bit of ways before the actual holidays come, um, calendar-wise at least. So we'll definitely have a uh, some sort of a holiday Christmas deal as we normally do. But for this time, we're going to make you think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who wants to go first? He. <laughs> Well, before we get started, I kind of think that it's interesting that Disney World, Disneyland, Disney properties are the only parks, theme parks that spark this kind of discussion. Don't you think? Yes. Like I was thinking about like, I don't know, you know, we have Six Flags near us and Carowinds near us and that sort of thing. I don't ever hear anybody going, man, Carowinds back in the day, they've really ruined it. You know, or <laughs> you're right. You know, just, just, I just, I just think it's fascinating that. Well, because I think, I think standalone parks like that, and I know like Six Flags, there's a bunch all over the country. Uh, yeah, the closest one to me here up in Connecticut is down in New Jersey, uh, and I haven't been there since high school. I think that the whole deal with those things is they're they kind of get the next big thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the big roller coasters that I remember coming through Six Flags and I never rode any of them because I was just wasn't my thing they were too 
big and fast and ridiculous, you know. Uh, you know, I remember when the Batman one was coming in, and it was, you know, people were waiting hours and five and six hours to go on Batman, and it's literally a 45-second mm-hmm. ride. And I was like, I just don't get it. But I'm going to go stand in line for Space Mountain for two hours. <laughs> you know, right. so, right. you know, but at least that one clocks in at like two minutes and 34 seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're right, Adrian. It's funny that this is the only theme park thing like i think universal's kind of starting to do that i mean obviously they're they haven't been around the theme parks as long as the disney theme parks have but you know i do remember the original stuff that was in um the original universal studios park and then i do remember when islands of adventure opened and the stuff that was in there originally i have not been back to either one since then and i've i know they've obviously they've gone through tons of changes and all the additions and everything else so i don't know what i would think walking in there now but um yeah i feel like the disney is is the industry standard for that and i think that's true with probably a lot of their what they do they're always under the microscope for anything that's added or taken away yeah. Um, well, and I don't know how true this is in Florida, but at least in Disneyland, because it has the unique, you know, distinction of being the only park that Walt specifically designed and created, is whenever someone makes a change, there's this huge argument about, well, Walt wouldn't have wanted that, or Walt right. wanted it exactly yeah, like ex- this. That's exactly what I was going to really say. Is that space, yeah, to yeah, like Universal, the only... or that there's not a person. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's true. Thing that could be pinpointed to a specific person. So I think that's where, like y'all were saying, that's where a lot of the debate comes from. And that's why I find this particular conversation that we're about to have so interesting because I don't know if y'all saw, you know, there's a thousand fires on Diz Twitter all the time, but yeah. a couple of weeks ago about the cast members wearing backpacks. Yeah. And I didn't see that. I, I found that conversation so interesting on so many different levels because, again, almost every argument went back to Walt specifically. Yes. Walt built Magic Kingdom with the Utilidors specifically because he didn't like how that was happening in Disneyland. Right. Exactly. And, but then other people were bringing the arguments, well, you know, Walt said parks were ever-changing and he would understand if, you know, something was broken down or whatever. Right. Like everybody brings it back to what Walt would have said, right? And then there was, and then there was the people that I did read some of. Then there was people that were looking at it strictly from a logistical basis. Well, yes, mm-hmm. but for parade things or this, that, and the other things, they have to go from where they are to this, and the fastest way is not to go through the use. Blah blah blah. And I understand all of. I kind of saw all sides of that argument. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, I don't. I don't want to see. I'm not going to make an outrage of it. I, I don't want to see it because to me, it's... Right. You know what I mean? And I'm a 43-year-old man. So, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I I probably can use deductive reasoning to figure out why that person with the backpack is walking from wherever. From Frontierland to Tomorrowland. If that's where they're staged to be some Mm -hmm. sort of crowd control. To me, that can be fixed by don't send them across the lands. Have them be where they already are. But, you know, whatever. I don't know how that stuff works in the parks, you know. So, I, I don't know. I mean... So I think when it comes to the question that you've posed tonight, my where my thought process goes is I do tend to be in the spirit of what Walt's intentions were. And so I wasn't there, obviously, when it opened or, you know, I, I made my first trip when I was 17. So that's been almost 20 years now. But that gum, that just made me feel old. Um, but... <laughs> 
uh, side note. <laughs> um, but so I didn't get to see it like you're talking about. I didn't see Epcot in its original form. And as IPs have started to drift in, like I kind of get it where Disney execs are taking it versus maybe what Walt originally intended. Granted, Epcot was never what Walt originally intended, um, you know, being the actual city of tomorrow or whatever. Right. But we've seen some, you know, their plans for Epcot in the next few years and how they're trying to work in, you know, the Moana stuff, but in a natural way. Right. I kind of get how the Guardians are coming in kind of as a space explorers trying to figure out the world kind of thing. Like, at least it's kind of making these connections. And so I feel like for me, personally, the breaking point would be when the the connection is so tenuous that it doesn't make sense. Right. To what Walt and Epcot their their purpose so long as i can still walk through the world showcase and you know i feel that cultural you know you know yes. what i'm saying like no i as do long as that doesn't change and it doesn't start right. to feel like a theme park right that's the difference between disney and the other theme parks is that i don't necessarily feel like i'm walking into a theme my kids don't ride anything anymore but we still love going right you know yeah yeah i know i get you i i 100 six flags I'm I'm waiting in the line for you know whatever right. yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I no, I I understand what you mean. Yeah, and as far to go back to the Epcot example, I mean Epcot was it didn't end up being anything near what what the original intention of that place was. It was was not a city of tomorrow. There was no permanent right. living quarters. There was no workspaces for you know what I mean. It didn't become an actual full functioning right. city. So, I mean, that, you know, that, that idea kind of died with Walt, and it, it is what it is with that. It may ultimately right. end up evolving that way one day. Who knows? I don't think that place, Epcot Center, as its footprint will, because I just, I don't know how the, the land is laid out with everything else around the property, but that may be something that could be built on a separate part of the property. Who knows? But, um, yeah, and I know how we had talked about it after uh, either my trip report or even before that about the... Uh, the stuff that was coming out for Epcot and, and everything else. And I had given my thoughts on it. And I, you know, as someone who's, you know, my knee jerk and gut reaction for anything and everything that has happened with that park, probably since Maelstrom closed and, and original stuff had closed as has been, you know, I, why can't they just make it back to the way it was? And, you know, <laughs> the thing was perfect then and, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You know, it, you know, 10, 10 through 16-year-old me loved it because that's that's what it was. Not to say that if everything had was – if everything was put back the way it was, not to say that I wouldn't love it just as much because I know I would, um, even though everything would be extremely dated. I think I, I've kind of gone away from that standing on the soapbox, I guess is the phrase you <laughs> use, and, and screaming about, oh, my God, everything was so much better 25 years ago. Compared to what is there immediately now, present day as we're speaking, yes, because the park is going through its transformation now, which seems right. like now that it has an official date and an agenda, it's almost like the lights at the end of the tunnel. For the past probably four to five years, it seemed, it's kind of seemed like it was the, uh, the lone stepchild that was just not mm -hmm. getting any love of anything. It was just everything was just getting taken away and, you know, 
stupid things were getting thrown at it and yada 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 so you know and and i think the the frozen edition was the uh um straw that broke the camel's back is not what i'm trying to say but i can't (laughs) think of a better thing that was kind of like the uh that was your tipping point kind of i guess yeah that was I want to say that was the spark. That was like the first thing. Mm-hmm. So that was like the, uh, I, I can't think of a good word or phrase to say for it, but that was the, uh, the catalyst. That's what I'm, that was mm-hmm. the catalyst. There you go. And almost like, uh, it almost seems like that was the test one to throw out there. How is this going to mm-hmm. be received? How much more of this can we, you know what I mean? And, and yes, does it, I don't know. I'm not going to rehash the frozen argument again, but it's, <laughs> You know what I mean? Maelstrom was a great little ride. I liked it. It 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 was cool. It was hokey. It it, it you know it was everything you wanted, you know, from a, from a typical small Disney little boat ride. It had the culture. It did everything it needed to do for the town for for going to that little area of Norway that they have in World Showcase. I wanted to hate that Frozen ride up and down, sideways and everything else, but I can't. Because the technology and everything that was done to it, it's a phenomenal attraction. Do I ride it every time I'm there? Absolutely not. I don't need to run to it. And I didn't with right. Maelstrom either. If the line was, you know, 15 minutes and I got in line. But so anyway, that was and obviously it's well received. It always has giant lines. It's ridiculous. People go and see it. And, you know, except for diehards and 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 a certain group of people who, you know, they that still scream that Maelstrom was better and everything else, you know, it is what it is. But on that, I think it's funny because when all this other stuff has been announced for the other countries, the Mary Poppins, whatever that's going to be coming to the UK, because that's still very vague. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Ratatouille ride, we know what that is because it's pretty much a carbon copy of Disneyland Paris. Uh, you have upgrades to the movies and the other pavilions, and uh, what the heck's the other one? There's something else too. And uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the stage show, or however that's going to be coming to France as well. Nobody's complaining. Not I haven't heard one complaint about any of those. Yeah, but remember, but remember, Frozen wasn't the first IP in World Showcase. No, you're right. Grand, uh, right, Donald. And taking over. Uh, you're right. Yeah. That's a good point, Milford. I forgot about that. See, that one I'm a little more aggravated about. I like the three Caballeros, and I like Donald Duck. I think they could have done a little better job than just making it a, a hide-and-go-seek. Yeah, exactly. Because El Rio de, Temp- de Tiempo, while it might have been dated um, with the images they had, to me that was an easy fix. They could have upgraded it and did some better stuff. But... I like that it still kind of told the story of Mexico. This, it does. It still had the culture. Somewhat kind of does, because they have a lot of the same movies playing from the original ride. But it's yeah. basically a hide-and-seek, and it's basically a people-eater right. for people, you know, to get your kids in there and go ride and see Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. It is what it is. I still enjoy that one. And that one I will, that one I, I almost go on every time I'm there, because I do and enjoy I it. I don't get as upset about that IP. Now, granted, I didn't know it. I didn't write it before it was Donald. But that IP is so old. Oh, yeah. Three Caballeros were around for so long. It's from the 40s. It's not like they're shoehorning something in. No. So I don't feel like it feels as as negative. You know what I mean? It doesn't kind of like. Yeah, I got you. you But it was still an introduction. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think people would be upset about that, and they would forget about the fact that Donald and 
them haven't always been there. Right. Yeah. Well, a Coco's a perfect fit. I mean, it just Coco makes sense. Fit. I would like that better, honestly. I mean, well, so would I, because it just makes yeah. sense culturally, because that movie is all about the culture and the Day of the Dead right. and everything else. Yeah. So honestly, that makes that makes the most sense out of everything that's going in there pretty much. Not, I mean, not really. Mary Poppins. At, is, least that, at least that movie tells something about a story in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Correct. And it's about their their culture and their deep rooted culture with that with those beliefs. So mm-hmm. you know that that's an easy one. If you ask me. But you're right, Milford. It did open the door, right? Yes. yes. To allowing right. to the world showcase. <laughs> right. And but like I said, as long as it, I don't think anything will get me up on my own personal soapbox until they're throwing something just so out of left field. Okay. In there, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As long as long as when I still walk into Epcot, it feels like Epcot. Right. And well, not even. Well, Epcot. well yeah. think. Well, so outside of Epcot, what about the other parks? What's would have would have you know something sacred as the Magic Kingdom? What what would it be? Okay. Like, you know what I mean? There's literally anything about Magic Kingdom makes me angry. <laughs> um, like that's sacred, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I wasn't there pre. New Fantasy Land, not really. I mean, I, I visited a couple of times, but I don't have memories but, of it, really. But okay. it's a park of IPs. I it mean, is. It's Peter Pan. It's it's the Princess uh, Snow White. Right. Yeah. So so that one. So the Magic Kingdom really. It's it's not an IP thing because that's what that's been about. That's what it was yeah. to go visit those movies, and that's 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 what that's always been about. So that park is not about the IPs. It's about which IPs or which yeah. things go. All right. So as like far as... Like if they change Slash Mountain right. to something, that would upset me. Okay. Um, it also seems to be about, because Disneyland is the West Coast Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom, like right. features and layout. Like when they rerouted the um, railroad track to build Star Wars land, like people went nuts of like you can't touch how it's formatted. Like you can't oh, touch the yeah. it has right. the train has a left a mm-hmm. left turn now and people went ballistic. Like <laughs> it's only supposed to go right. Like it's anything in that park yeah. it's supposed to yeah, be they're doing the same thing in Magic Kingdom right For now. For Tron. For Tron. Yep. So yeah. right. Which also that doesn't bother me either because IP, it makes sense in Tomorrowland. I'm okay with that. So Jessica, I have a question for you because I kind of forgot yeah. that Galaxy's Edge is in your Disneyland, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, how it is. like that? Suddenly, that's very jarring for me. Like so even... that was very controversial too, because people were saying yeah. like you can't add an entire IP land to Disneyland. Nobody cared about how California Adventure every single land's a different IP, basically. But right. they were thinking it's sacrilegious to do that, and it has a bar. So right. the that first was kind of it, my yeah. my thought about Magic Kingdom is as long as they don't like stick Star Wars in there or something, we're fine. But yeah, and, oh my god, that's literally what happened to y'all, and now I'm kind of upset. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, bar, but, which but people but went nuts Disneyland's always had a bar. Well, yeah, well, I'll say a bar that people can actually access without people yeah, up there right, right. <laughs> Yeah, for for the general public. But you're that's right. Fine. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, feel I'm, like I don't I'm processing now. Well, I feel like we don't I, hear I, that much about once the one opened, you know, on in Florida. I feel like I didn't hear much about uh, the one in California. Maybe because everything went kind of smooth sailing, and it didn't it didn't get the well, uh, 
the craziness that was expected? I, I don't know. I seem like I feel like both well, of them. Well, and probably 90% of my Twitter feed is probably Florida based. So I don't see a lot of that, I don't think. The general message of people out here that are critical of Galaxy's Edge is that it was a failure because it's not out of control and it's not Everybody's dominating the headlines. They, they're saying that saying. about uh, this. Uh, not very. Knott's Berry Farm, which is the local yep. park here, had record attendance this summer. And right. people say, oh, it's because everybody hated Galaxy's Edge. So that's more of what people say. Um, but I don't really think that's accurate because all of the APs were blocked all summer. Like, there are reasons right. for all this. And I actually, I think people kind of lightened up about Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland because when they actually saw it, they realized, like, holy crap, this is insanely cool. Like, right. There, there's three entrances to Galaxy's Edge, but the two main ones are off of Frontierland. And they, part of the controversy, since we're talking about change, was they built these huge rock formations in the back of Frontierland to hide Galaxy's Edge. So you really can't see it. Okay. And you walk down this long pathway through the rock formations and then as you're going the music swells and it gets you all of a sudden you're thinking like where am i because you can't see Frontierland behind you you can't see galaxy's edge in front of you so they've built this whole elaborate separation and i think people actually appreciated that imagineers went to great lengths to keep it so disneyland still looks like disneyland you don't walk down Main Street and see a giant Millennium Falcon. Yeah, you know yeah, what I, I mean? Gotcha. Right, right. Well, well and you also can't good. see it from the train, right? Right. You can't... The train they has a, a giant water, waterfall. Yeah. So, so you, it feels you like they kept the integrity of the park. Yeah. Yeah. The, the tallest place where you can get good views is in Tarzan's treehouse in Adventureland. And even from there, all you see are just the top of, like, the black spires. I mean, it's right. really hit it it's not it hasn't changed well, the landscape that's why they that's why they use those sight balloons and they do all the testing for months and months and months before they even you know stick a shovel in the ground for that reason see yeah. i feel like now the studios it's not as hidden because nah. just because of the topography of the land it's pretty flat so there's really there really wasn't any way to do it without either planting giant trees all over the place or putting some sort yeah. of ridiculous other thing and you know what it honestly doesn't really you can't see it when it you walk in the park, anyway. to my knowledge. I don't think you can see it beyond the Chinese theater. But once you nope. make once you make that left and start heading around to that direction, then you, you kind of you could see it before you go through the tunnel. But to me, it doesn't detract from anything. Uh-uh. That park's always been weird for me, anyway. Just the way it was laid out and kind of how the different areas were as it originally stood. It was just it never kind of made sense to me, anyway. <laughs> Everything was kind of like. A, a hard uh, change anyway there was no transitions mm-hmm. to anything um so it was it was just kind of weird but um, and it's such a natural fit for that park too like I, if, I believe Star, so. if galaxy sand was gonna go anywhere yeah. even the fact that it, it belonged even the fact that it dumps into toy story land right really didn't yeah. bother me at all when we wandered through there i was like oh all right there's buzz lightyear <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it's like okay it just like but at I least didn't... you come to the space toy before you go to the cowboy this is true well exactly so <laughs> like i didn't so think that, i didn't even think about it beyond that i was like i didn't like yeah. dissect the uh transition i'm sure it's been somewhere i'm sure people have complained about it. i don't know i just kind of i'm tired of so much of the uh complaining and the negativity about stuff so i tend to I've done <laughs> a lot of I've done a lot of muting and Magic unfollowing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't get upset in Magic Kingdom at the 
you know, when I'm walking by Tomorrowland Speedway and then there's the Mad Tea Party. You know what I mean? For like real. transitions it's are going to happen. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm I'm thinking about your original question about change and it seems like Hollywood Studios is the closest equivalent to like California Adventure. So I'd okay. be curious to hear the the sentiment there because at least in California it kind of seems like California Adventure is just not old enough for people to have right. these sentimental attitudes. Right. I mean, the biggest criticism is they've really, really stepped up IPs and it's been much less about California and more about just kind of random stuff. But it, it doesn't seem to be that. so much of an outrage that people aren't coming. Like, it's just a momentary thing and then they get over it. So do you think that's true with Hollywood Studios and maybe Animal Kingdom, since that's newer too, that there just isn't this nostalgia of well it used to be better you know that kind of thing yeah or is that still old enough to have the nostalgia i think all right so i'll speak animal kingdom first for myself at least i i don't remember the the first couple times that i would go there i don't remember much about it i think i kind of stayed away from it because i just i didn't get it and it didn't really appeal to me um i thought it was a zoo my first time and then uh, like, cause I don't honestly remember. It's not going, a zoo. It's not a zoo. I that's know. right. Because <laughs> um, I honestly don't remember the first time I went to Animal Kingdom. Like, what year it was? I know my parents were there the year it opened, but I because I wasn't married yet then. When did it open? Ninety nine. Ninety eight. Earth Day, nineteen ninety eight. Okay. And we went in two thousand. And I remember all I remember, honest to goodness, is walking through Discovery Island and being hot. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember going, this is yeah. hot. Yes. I and think, seeing the tigers. Those I are my only that. memories. <laughs> so I, I think it wasn't until I started with the kids, remember going there and saying, well, there's not much for the, you know, when they were in strollers, I'm like, all right, I don't really, I don't know. So long story short, I didn't gain a real appreciation for that park until my brother and I went um, for whenever New Fantasyland opened. When was that? Twenty. 15, 14, something like that. Um, because then we went over to Animal Kingdom, just the two of us, and with no agenda, no fast passes or whatever, and we just kind of meandered about and wanted to check out it at night because I'd never really seen it at night, and they had you know some Christmassy, um, African-inspired Christmas music playing at the entrance and a few other spots in the park maybe. And I just kind of walking through it, I was like, wow. I was like, this is very serene. There's a lot of people here, but it doesn't feel like it. And the more I just kind of wandered around, I was like, wow, this place is pretty awesome. Like, I really, I think I got to spend some more time in here. And I just kind of uh, fell in love with it more. And it became, for me, it still is now. I think it's, 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 it's number two in my lineup right behind Epcot. So, and yeah I just you know so for me I don't think there's anything there that left or anything like that that has they've been doing nothing but making that park better better <laughs> to yeah, me absolutely. honestly there may be some oddball food items that have gone yeah, away they, or something silly they couldn't like that, afford but... to take anything away no no they couldn't because it's, for years it was a half day park well that's what people right. used to say but I mean I mean until they added well, it also uh, closed Everest. at 5 p.m., so it literally was it a closed, half right. It closed yeah. early, so yes, yeah, so it was. But I was good with that, I think, because mm-hmm. it is. You're there, and it just feels like it's hotter than all the other parks for whatever reason, But it's even though it's in the same 
friggin' location as the other right. three, but... Um, so yeah, so Animal Kingdom, I don't have any... I've, I haven't had any issues with it. I don't like that some of the entertainment stuff is gone now as of recently, but that seems to be across the board, not just Animal Kingdom, right. so whatever. I'm not going to get on that again. Um, <laughs> and as far as the studios go, I do miss how some of the original stuff... Um, the actual studio stuff that they used to do. Right. I know Melly and I have talked about this too. It's along with the Epcot stuff that the the original backlot tour and its full complete thing that it used to do with the tram and used to watch animators work and them seeing them work on movies. And if you were lucky enough, they they had some sort of props or animals or whatever in there to to that they were researching for whatever film they were working on. There was storyboards and there was that awesome little film with Robin Williams and Walter Cronkite that explained the different uh, aspects of animation and you got to draw a character and you know the tram tour that took you in the back lot with the old houses and before it turned into the Osborne lights and went through all those changes so that you know because it was a full it was a working studio at the time that was the intention Um, you know when it went went away from that I didn't care so much that it wasn't a working studio anymore. I just loved that whole behind-the-scenes thing. Like, that was so fascinating to me to see all that, watching those guys, those people work and, and doing, you know, making, you know, this is how the animation gets made, you know, and every part of it, you know, the, the sound and the voiceovers and the whole deal. So I, I think for that part, that's probably the only thing I really, really miss. Uh, the is rest there of anything it, that, to answer your own question, is there anything that could happen to that park or to animal kingdom in the next 20 25 years that would cause you to soapbox yourself again um for animal kingdom probably i'd say it, it you know it, it would be either the safari or the lion king show but the safari i never see that going away because that's kind of the staple right. of the park you know the <laughs> lion like two-thirds of the park the lion king stage show I, I i don't see that going anywhere i don't feel like it's as good as it was when it first opened just because i think the uh some of the voice talents they've had the past couple times they've been there just haven't done it for me personally at least the male ones that are supposed to the guy who's who was Scar the last time did not have a very deep voice and just kind of took away from it. Like I remember that original guy that was there, that kind of bigger guy. And he mm-hmm. had just like just thundering, booming. Oh, voice, is he not there like, anymore? Not the show I saw. Maybe they rotate. This was like a thinner yeah. guy and he had they like have kind three of a, different. They have three oh, different. Only, okay. I'm sure say, they I've do. I've only ever seen the big guy. Yeah. So this time I didn't see him and I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, listen, I'm not taking away. The other guy was good, but it just, he didn't have the same voice and he had a weird, thing at the end of some of his words like putting his own not his own flair on it maybe that's just how he sung and it just was like eh like it didn't quite do it for me like the big guy who was like you get scared who kind when he of speaks. looks it was like like um who likes kind of looks like james earl jones, james earl jones. yes <laughs> yeah see adrian knows exactly what i'm talking I know about exactly so, what you're talking about yeah exactly that dude is awesome so anyway that's about the only thing and, and maybe some of the experiences you know because it's the food i think if the food started getting generic i'd get aggravated because yeah. they still have pretty much left that alone in that park because they got some good different stuff there and I hope they keep it that way instead of, you know, like they've already done with Star Wars by changing the names to normal names because nobody wants to think outside the box. You know, they have what it is underneath in small writing, people. Anyway. Um, and as far as the studios goes, there's nothing else there now that I think I would be... I mean, the great movie ride, you know, whatever. That's gone. It is what it is. It's, um... I uh, You know... 
Indie's a great show. That's probably, you know, but I, I would understand if it went. I think it's great. I think they could... I think they could keep it around if they were able to either rotate another show into it or change it up a little bit, freshen it, and I think it would be good if they it could do that. It does feel like it that. needs some freshening. Um, I know it's easier said than done because that theater is built specifically for that exact show and everything it does and everything else, but um, I, I don't think so. Everything's so so new there now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious yeah. that Launch Base should be going away, right? Because it was only so. supposed to be there till. Galaxy's Edge. I think it kind of has. I think it's kind of a shell of itself because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where you can still meet. Uh, the, are the character meets there still? I want to say maybe, but I don't know. We didn't even go in there when I was there my last trip. You know, that's one thing I didn't notice. I didn't see character meets back in Galaxy's Edge. No, they're walking around. They're just kind of like... Uh, Fantastic. They're kind of doing like the Disneyland. Oh, that's true. I did see Darth Vader, and I saw yeah. Kylo. They're kind of doing like the Disneyland thing. They're just walking around with a uh, handler or somebody else and doing their thing, like like the stormtroopers who are just walking around messing with people all day long. So you know, I'm sitting here thinking while you guys are talking, and I actually don't think my answer to like in 20, 25 years, what would make me be the curmudgeon saying like, oh, it used to be better. I actually don't think it's connected to a ride at all. I think it's exactly what you're saying of if characters weren't out anymore, if live entertainers went away, like the bands and the show, that's kind of the stuff that going way back to what you said at the beginning makes it, it's not an amusement park. It's more than that, right? I think that, that is the stuff that would make me lose my mind and say oh it used to be so much better more more than any and there's some rides that i would have a conniption fit if they went away don't get me wrong but yeah, yeah, yeah. overall more more than anything else i, I think that's what it is for it's me the experiences because that's uh, i'm 100 yeah. percent with you because that's what it is for me too not you know started with off kilter a couple years ago or what it's been more than that whatever it's been now it's probably been 10 years i think now um you know it started with stuff like that you know they were staples in the park they were a great band you know, and Moroccan, the, uh, them I didn't care for as much, but yes, the same thing. They had a huge following, and you know, so and you know, as of recent, the band in the uh, uh, oh my god, in Animal Kingdom, the Birdica band. I mean, they, you know, I, I just I, I get it. It's contract stuff or whatever the heck it is, but it's usually. Obviously, these these entertainers want probably more money for their stuff because they are popular. They gain a social media following. People hashtag them. They're taking pictures with them. You get re, you get locals who are repeat people. They get to know you know and then, and so on and so forth. And so they feel they should be compensated because they feel that people are coming to the park sometimes to specifically see them. And a lot of times people are, um, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into the financial ends of it because I know nothing of any of it. But uh, you know and in but it, it's like Jessica was saying, it's those little experiences and stuff like that is what sets Disney parks apart from just being a theme park. Because if you take some of that stuff away, it's it's a theme. It's a just basically an amusement park with just cleaner, uh, you know, everything's right. just cleaner. It More has traction. rides, it has attractions, <laughs> and it has restaurants. It's that live entertainment, that, that little extra mile that they go with stuff that uh makes it special you know it's you know those dapper dans the the main street band you know in epcot you had the you know every not every country but a lot of the the different countries had performers that performed the, the comedy troops that used to be in england and in italy those were fantastic and now you have smaller single acts that are good 
they're they're good. Not as those comedy troops were fantastic. They were great. They'd pull people in from the audience. They would tell their stories. It was funny. You know, it was a little bit of uh, the best adult Disney humor that can get in there for the you know for the older folks once in a while. It was just fun stuff. You know, and now you know things like the Jamminers that uh, you know I, I you know play the drums. So to me, those those guys are are really great because I enjoy percussion and and. Um, They've cut they've cut them down from seven days a week. They only play five days a week now, and unfortunately, I didn't realize that when I was there. And the last I didn't see them one day I was in Epcot, and then the second day we were there was was the day that they were off, and I did not get to see them, which I was very upset about because those guys were those guys are great. You know, they do different shows for the different festivals, and you know, I've been watching them for a long time. So, you know. It's it's stuff like that 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 I guess gets to me too, you know. And I get and in Disneyland, I know that stuff is even more coveted, with with the different bands that they have in the different areas around, uh, right? Because they have the you know the jazz band and the, and the pirate band. Yeah, the bootstrappers. I love the bootstrappers. Yeah. I mean, I've seen videos of them. Yeah. I haven't seen them live, but it's, yeah, it's cool stuff. Yeah, and. I didn't realize that it was distinct to Disneyland until you guys told me about the characters free roaming and how that's really a thing. But like Belle will walk a bunch of little kids over to the Red Rose Tavern and read to them or Mary Poppins and Bert go on the carousel all the time or just little like things like that. Right. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that makes it special. And absolutely. the whole reason people pay the big yeah. bucks and make such a big oh, deal absolutely. about and have these debates and discussions about Disneyland is because of that stuff. Yep. It's it's a rare occurrence that that happens in Walt Disney World. Now, you will catch a character that'll jump on the carousel, I think, every once in a while, a random, really uh-huh. silly, goofy or Pluto or something like that. But for the most part, you're queuing up and you're in a line for those. It's been, you know, I remember going as a kid. And it wasn't that way. I don't remember when it started changing. Probably when, you know, more people were coming through the gates. And I think there were safety concerns with with people and, you know, either hurting the characters or each other, trying to stampede to get there first or knocking people out of the way. So I kind of get why they did it. There's just too many people walking around Walt Disney World. It's, you know, the masses have ruined that aspect of it, you know. Um, I have seen some face characters walking around in Magic Kingdom, though. I've seen Lady Tremaine and the Evil Stepsisters. Well, they do, and then they kind of hang out by that bridge archway into New Fantasyland. Yes, they don't necessarily yeah. have a, an actual line or some. So yes, th- um, there are. Yeah, you're right. There are some that that do do that, but for the most part, for the major ones that you want to see, you're you're getting in line. You know, they're they're not walking around anywhere, and if they are, they're walking to and from break time or into their area, and you can't really do anything but follow them. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I, mean, but I did stalk Prince John in Magic Kingdom. Well, uh, rightfully so. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just saying. Rightfully so. Well, he's a rare one. He's not always out. Right. Got to get him while you can. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm trying to think for me if, if there's anything else in Magic Kingdom, like if they, you know, ripped something else out that I would lose my mind on. And I can't, I I think I'm starting to. I mean, like, Small World. If they decide to change that or something, small of course, I'd be super upset. Or, yeah, Car- I think Carousel of Progress would be one for me. And I, I'm just so shocked that it's still there as it is. Yeah. Because I know it's not a people, like, 
nobody goes to it except for, you know, at holiday time when there's a thousand million people in the place and it's just something else to do while you're waiting for a right. fast pass, which I'm glad. It's always nice to see that theater full. I think it just should remain because it just shows the beginnings. That and Small World. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. nobody would be coming through the gates if it wasn't for those two attractions and the Tiki Room, you know, and I'm, you know, and that's that survived a horrible re- rendition and is back, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. back as close as to original as we're going to get here, but... Um, I think for the appreciation and understanding why you're there factor, even if you, even if you're not a, a super geek about it and a nerd and deep entrenched into the history of the parks and the whole nonsense, you don't even need to be to just understand like this was built in the, in the late fifties, early sixties and on display and then went from right. New York to Disneyland and then came to Florida and is still fully functional and operational besides probably, you know, chips and paint and this, that, and the other thing. But it's basically the original show except for the last scene since 1964. That's ludicrous when you think about it. It's absolutely insane. Same thing with Small World. And as long as they keep the the older attractions running well and, like, little updates here and there, like how they changed the queue to Peter Pan's flight and, you know, the little things that keep it up to date with guests as because obviously the the level and type of guest that comes now is different than it was 50 years ago oh they expect more things right so i think it's a good thing when they add like projections to peter pan or they're adding some to snow white here and i mean that's what keeps people because to your point no two-year-old is going to be impressed by 1950s animatronics today no like you have to update absolutely absolutely not no i I agree we've ridden navi ridder journey we're we're up with the show shaman of whatever his name is the song yeah yeah. you know what i mean like this is and if this technology had been available in the 50s walt would have gone for it he would have gone as as advanced as was possible right Mm -hmm. well and if not more i mean they were pushing the envelope as it was for the time period with everything that they were doing so yeah Yeah. i mean the advance you can't be a purist to the detriment of the part no absolutely not no you can't i no you're right you're right so when I went to Disneyland, and one thing I noticed was a lot of, like the Alice in Wonderland ride had some of that projection stuff in it. Yes, yeah. I'm assuming that stuff was added. all added in the last few years because I can't imagine it was there. Some of it because that ride's been there forever, right? Yes, from what yeah. Jessica can probably correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I when they did that. I had heard that I don't know that all of them were original, but I get, I think some of it was. It was just very primitive, and when they redid it or whatever and digitized it and did everything else, it just enhanced it and made it just like holy crap, this is like amazing. But I think some of them might have been original to when the ride had opened, just probably in a very crude way. But I could be wrong on that. No, you're you're pretty much right. I think there were kind of two waves. The first wave was. Um, in Peter Pan, in Snow White, and in Alice in particular that I can think of, the main characters weren't in the ride because the idea was you were supposed to be them and nobody oh, understood it. Right, They'd right, all right. get off and be like, where the hell was Alice? <laughs> so <laughs> the first wave was adding those animatronic characters in and then the second wave has been enhancing a lot of these projections or adding them where they may not have existed to make uh, those rides. So, okay, so you're right. Sense. 
Yeah, because I remember when they did those Alice stuff, because I don't remember which podcast I was listening to at the time, and and the hosts that were on it had just gone and just were, like, blown away because they remember going as a kid and seeing it and probably just like what you had just said, Jessica, and then all of a sudden they're, like, bright and crisp, and it was like, wow, it just really made the ride, like, that much more. Like, he was almost like he fell in love with it again is what it, uh, what it was, and it was just it was cool to hear because I've never seen it. I've never watched a video of it, and I've obviously never been there, so... It just, that made me really excited. And I was like, wow, that's awesome that they're doing, you know, that they did that. And it didn't, it was an enhancement to the attraction, but it wasn't like they. It didn't change it. It didn't change it, so to speak, or cheapen it or whatever. We know what I mean? It wasn't just like. uh... Yeah. I look at it as if the whole, the way you feel when you're on the ride, like the spirit of it, Mm -hmm. if that's the same, then it's a good upgrade, right? You're not ruining it. You're not taking away from it. You're just making it better. So I think that's the case for all of those. Yep. Didn't take the charm away. If anything, like like what Adrian said about the queue for Peter Pan, that's, I mean, it's, 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 that's a, that's a really good enhancement. I mean, there was nothing before. You just stared at plain walls and, and zigzag through you know chains so now at least there's something that if anything it adds to the story and gets you more mm-hmm. excited for because let's face it peter pan is the most basic dark ride you, you can decide i mean the only thing that was more basic was the original snow white and then before that mr toad which is basically just two-dimensional plywood cutouts painted and maybe moving a little bit but the set scenes and everything else it was so whimsical and ridiculous that that's what made it fun you know, Peter Pan, the mm-hmm. fact that you're hanging and you're flying and you're seeing everything you're looking at is below you is probably what still draws people in. I mean, that's, you know, it's constant, it has lines from the time the park opens till the time the park closes. It's fast passes are always sold out. It's, it's, I mean, and you think about it, it's like when you're on it as an adult and you're just, and you think about it in that sense, you're like, I don't get it. Like, uh-huh. I don't understand it. Like, it makes, like, I love it. This is great. But like, Really? You Especially because I mean? I'm not entirely sure my kids have watched Peter Pan straight through. <laughs> like, you know, it's same with Alice in Wonderland. They're not super excited about that one either. Oh, I love Alice in Wonderland. I mean, but I do yeah. too. But I get, no, my you're kids right, are like, though. Eh, it's you're right. weird. It's a generational thing. You know, it's just that it those is. movies don't, I, you know, I remember years ago, you know, when my kids, both of my older two, when they were still in elementary school, if I was homesick with them, and I, you know, you know, just instead of putting on a Pixar, either a, a Toy Story or a Cars or Monsters Inc. and those ones that were out in the early two thousands, I'd be like, all right, we're we're going back, we're going to old school here, and put on like Jungle Book and Alice in Wonderland and Aristocats and. And I remember the first, I remember my daughter saying once watching Jungle Book and and she's like I she's like is it over why are the words in the front <laughs> I'm like why are the I'm like oh you mean the credits I said well that's the way they did it these guys it's all handmade they're very proud of their work so they want you to see who did this before you watch the film <laughs> none of them went over well i don't think we got through any of them i had to turn all of them off maybe alice in wonderland <laughs> at least that keeps moving but like you know the jungle book there's not much action for like the first 25 minutes of that movie so you know but uh yeah it's 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 just funny how like anything else i guess as as it moves through uh the different generations and 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 the thoughts of the general everything in the world moves along it's you know it it influences what what happens i guess on the uh on the fun side of stuff too you know 
you know, it's it's no longer simpler stuff. Everybody wants crazy, you know, over the top, uh, extravagant attractions, and you know, they 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 got to do what the people want. You know, to some to some respect. I mean, they still have to uh, keep the. I would think want to keep the charm and the uh, the the standards that they've upheld since you know Disneyland opened in 1955, and then now all the parks across the world should still be held to the same. Uh, not just putting something in for cheap thrills and and uh, because the people want it type deal, um, which I don't feel that they do. I really don't. I think a lot of people think that now because they're just throwing stuff in there with all the IPs and everything else, but. I'm pretty sure they still do tons of research and everything else before they just decide that they're going to, you know, add Frozen here or put Ratatouille here or, you know, or even like with the Guardians, you know. And listen, when I first heard all that stuff for Epcot, especially the Guardians thing, I was like, really? I was like, seriously, any place but Epcot, leave. You know, I was like, why? what does that have to do with anything? Now that I've read the story and kind of what they do and, you know, people are all up in arms and, oh, Here's a picture of Peter Quill at, in Epcot in the 80s. I'm like, that's so Disney. Like, I don't understand how mm-hmm. anybody has a problem with that. It's hokey as all hell, but that's what, tell me what Disney really, you and and, and what's this, and, and the uh, the story and the premise for the dinosaur ride at Animal Kingdom isn't hokey, really? I mean, come right. on. It's the same thing. It's just not, it's just not a uh, an IP. You know what I mean? It's the same, yeah. it's the same level of campiness. And it's the same level of campiness that they've had with all their stuff forever. But be careful what you wish for, because it could easily be an IP in Animal Kingdom. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, there's tons. Well, there is. It's the- since that ride track's the same exact ride track as Indiana as Jones, Jones. Disneyland. Yeah, but Indiana Jones is better, <laughs> at least from what I've heard. I agree. Totally agree. I've not ridden it, but I've even I've heard it was uh, so much. Better. I have. And no, I, I agree. Yeah, my uncle said the same thing when they were out there. He said, you know, it's it's leaps and bounds better than what Dinosaur is. Um, I was not thrilled when they put the whole Dino Land thing in. So Yeah, I don't get that either. I think that's slowly starting to go away. But what what will end up there, who knows. But So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And... Uh, yeah, like I mean, you can even stretch stretch the uh, the conversation or the uh, the question out to like uh, the Disney the, well now the the Disney Springs area, which used to be the you know Pleasure Island West Side Marketplace thing. You know, it's that that type of uh, setup is just isn't relevant anymore. You know what I mean? It's just not. It wasn't. It wasn't working anymore for what it was. Was it fun when it was there? Yeah, it was a lot of fun when it was there. I liked all those, not all those places, but I liked a few of those spots. I think something like the Adventures Club probably could have survived and stayed and maybe in in the current form that what it is. You know, I, I could care less for the shopping end of it other than some of the original stores that are always down there. I mean, the Lego store is fun. I don't need to go into it. I can <laughs> buy Legos anywhere. Uh, you know, same thing with like the World of Disney or the Plus Store. Like my kids are older, so they don't, it's not, you know, I don't need to go in and get those toys and those tchotchke things anymore, thankfully. <laughs> um, but at least not for the old No, we're in the lounge fly bags now. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I haven't even, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, you know, 
I'm my daughter enough. goes in and sees the whole wall of them, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that's frightening. I don't even know what those are. It's how out of touch I am with that stuff. It's the I, little you know, mini backpacks, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. That are like 80 and $90. Oh, my. Yeah, it's no. insane. She bought yeah, one. It's just getting them ready for Coach and Vera Bradley and Dooney oh, yeah, uh, and Burke. Yeah, that's my wife. I do have a small Dooney and Burke problem. Yeah. Just, you know. Can't afford it, but I'd like to have it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, don't look because they just dropped Christmas merch. I saw. Sure they did. <laughs> I have my princess keys one. That's all I need. <laughs> I at least got my wife to keep towards the Vera Bradley stuff, which is a little cheaper. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. The bars and restaurants are fine with me. <laughs> as for me as well. <laughs> I know where my heart is happy. So. But I think we all fairly much agree. You know, it's all about the, the, like Jessica was saying, it's about the spirit of Disney. So long as it still feels like yes, Disney. Yes, I agree. Because I think that's when it would go away for me when I walked into it. And like she said, I'd be like, all right, I don't, uh... it's like, nothing to see here, kids. Move along. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, the, the last trip I had, granted, I was not with my family, but... Uh, I could easily have planned a, a ride-laced trip where we just bounced around to this, that, and the other thing, and I would have been happy with that, too. Um, but the fact that we just kind of did whatever and kind of really did, like, adult Disney-type deal, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that was phenomenal, and I loved every minute of that. So I feel like maybe even if the... Even if maybe that special aspect of it went away with that with like the entertainment and the things that we were mentioning before I'd probably still be okay going down there and uh, just eating mm -hmm. <laughs> eating and eating and drinking I don't know I mean it's that's all still an experience as it is um, so I you know <laughs> what was, you know only only time will tell only time will tell all, all I can say is and I always said this before and you know Epcot is getting mentioned because now that's that's the newest focus on anything because everything else is, has kind of had their day and it's it's this park's turn and there's a ton of stuff going on over the next uh you know two three years so it's just you know I I'm super excited for it I'm on board kind of with everything that they're doing I, I I don't you know there's nothing that I've seen and I went and you know watched that preview thing a million times when I was down there and it's just it was just stunning to me it was just really cool so. I'm happy. I'm just happy that park's getting some love and some attention and uh, being moved forward into the next uh, era of its existence. So, Well, you know, we, we kind of talked about the cruise line and, and things that could be changing there. I mean, they are building a new island. They've yep. got to because they're going to have five ships possibly in the Caribbean. So, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, a new port at Port Canaveral. Oh, wow. A new cruise terminal. They will have two cruise terminals now. Wow. Um, uh, the Dream goes into dry dock here in a month and a half. Okay. Two months. I think wow. it goes in in February. So the Fantasy is going to change and actually be doing four and three night um, cruises for a little while while the Dream's in dry dock. So... It's going to alternate one week, four and three day and one week, seven day. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, that's amazing how that whole thing is taken off, too. It's just and 
and the preliminary plans for the new island, holy cow. Yeah, I haven't read anything about it. I'm so out of touch um, with the Supposedly stuff. a water park, and, and they're trying to do a little catch-up because I'm not remembering if it was Royal Caribbean or if it was NCL that has, or maybe it's Carnival, is building a new island, and it will have a full-fledged water park on the island. Really? <laughs> I didn't realize any of the other lines had an, had a, islands. Oh, yeah, Royal Caribbean has one, Carnival has one. Okay. Not, I don't think NCL does, but... Hmm. Uh, I guess why not? Got to keep up with the Joneses, right? Yeah. Wow, so, that's interesting. So do you think they would make it a destination where there would be possibilities to stay there? Or that just... No. All, right, because there's... Well, no I mean, now the new island is going to be part of an island that's actually inhabited by people. So uh, <laughs> who knows? Well, I meant like just just for Disney in in general, like all encompassing. Like, if there's a water park, and stuff, would there be accommodations if if you wanted to stay the night? But then that would mean the ship would have to stay the night too. So what the hell? Right. Would be the, so what would be the yeah. point? You would just sleep on the ship. So right. I guess that's kind of a silly thing. But uh, that probably makes a whole different level of uh, infrastructure on the island that they probably don't want to get into. Yeah, and then remember, we got three new hotels coming. We've got the Star Wars hotel. We've got right. the the Space Hotel at Epcot, and is the that new definitely hotel a go? That, that Space uh, Hotel. Well, there's been land cleared behind Mission Space supposedly for it. Right, and there were some sight balloons up along the entrance or towards the. Uh, I saw the other day or something they were talking about. Yeah. So I would say they're getting ready because that's all supposed to be open for the. Uh, right. 50s. See, that Star Wars hotel, I kind of don't count because that's not going to be a general population hotel. You know what I mean? Because it's a specialized thing, I believe. Maybe there is going to be some rooms that are just going to be, if you want to stay there and that's it and you don't have to Oh, uh, no, it's all specialized. You it's have all to specialized. Okay, that's fine. That's <clears throat> yeah, you're going there to participate. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that yeah. makes sense, too, then. I'm fine with that as well. So, okay, that makes sense. And then... Um... And then you've got the new hotel that's being built on the previous site of uh, River Country. Right, the DVC, the uh, whatever they're calling it, or I didn't name it yet. The the Fort, yeah, Wilder, I don't think Fort Wilderness DVC. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we'll call it for right now. That's right, I forgot about that. So, more changes coming. More changes mean more people. <laughs> that's what that means. More hotels mean more people. So... Well, hey. Got to keep up with the times, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anybody well, got anything else? I can't think of anything else. I think it was a good discussion. I believe so. I like it. Are we going to get new monorails? Age-old question, my friend. Age-old question. I don't know. I'd like to hope and think so one day, but... If they are, it, boy, they're really keeping it under their hat. As they yeah. should. As they should. We shouldn't find out about it until somebody spots a truck on I-4 <laughs> with them carrying it. Um, so, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. You hear so much stuff here, there, and everywhere. So, I don't know. It's We all know it's definitely needed, and I can't believe it's been as long as it's been. So, 
maybe now that the Skyliner's up and running and they've redone all these entranceways they're redoing for the parking and for the buses. So maybe that's the final phase of some sort of transportation upgrade since they've been doing everything else. One can only hope. Uh, you know, so who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Either that or they're just going to keep adding Skyliners. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. Why not? Well, let's hope not. Oh, I hope not either. I mean, they don't, you know, what they did is fine. I mean, listen, those things were really cool. I liked it. They were great. But Yeah, but I don't want to get trapped in one for five hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't either. But you know, hopefully that won't ever happen again. Just need better training. Don't rush the openings. I really don't want to have to urinate or poop in front of strangers. <laughs> For real. Don't and especially don't... not in a bag. No. No. That is, uh... Nope. You bring your Boy Scout training back out for that. <laughs> and the fact that they actually planned for that is a concern. Well, I... That could have been something regulated by whatever transportation board oversees that it could have not been a disney thing it could have been you know they don't have them on the monorail no but the monorails uh, are are easier accessed when they're stuck i guess they're always over a roadway you could say that you know what i mean there's none of them really travel over water or over a place that they can't get a ladder to yeah that's true i th- uh, would be my thinking on that so i don't know yeah plus uh yeah, there's no glove boxes in the compartments for that stuff anyway. <laughs> so, but I don't know. All right, then. Well, I guess we'll wrap this one up. And, uh, all right, so, well, thanks for listening. I think, yeah, like as Adrian said, I believe that was a really good conversation. So we hope you all think so. And uh, as always, you can join in on the conversation. Find us on our social media sites and our Facebook page and all that stuff and uh, definitely can once this episode is out can um, can give us your thoughts on any of this stuff and let us know what you think about it so once again thank you for listening we appreciate it and we'll talk to everyone next time troop at www.dizexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts social media accounts you can also follow the podcast on our facebook group at the diz explorers and on twitter and instagram at the diz explorers you can download this podcast on itunes google play podbean TuneIn radio stitcher radio and also on youtube Thanks for listening.
and spectral magic. 